I've realized that many Christians believe that they should not be wealthy when in fact the Bible does not say that, right? Many Christians have the wrong mindset about money, but in reality, as he just said, in the hands of a Christian who is a true follower of Jesus Christ, money can do so much, can have so much positive impact in our world. We just need to be able to embrace it, manage it, and of course, keep God at the head of it all. Not let money become an idol, but just look at it as a resource to do good in this world. Welcome to the Faith Inspired Podcast by Faith and Gather. I'm your host, Erica Dvorak. Join me and the Faith and Gather community as we become faith-inspired to tackle every area of life. Career, faith, motherhood, loss, fitness, fashion, health, and more. Girl, we're going to meet you right where you're at, right where you need it. Keeping you one step ahead of the devil, armed with knowledge to fight your everyday battles and live a life faith-inspired. Come on, girl, let's get it. Money is a sticky subject in the Christian community, but in today's episode, we're going there. Money can either be used for good or bad, and I believe that if money is out there, it is better in the hands of an individual who has a heart for people and will use it for good. As God's children, we are tasked to spread the love of Jesus so all may know. And in today's world, money talks. I asked Charlene Tilbany to come on the show to chat through seven millionaire habits you can start practicing today. Charlene shares her story of being a highly educated accountant and earning a good salary, but somehow living paycheck to paycheck and relying on credit cards to get her through the month. Finally, after a rock-bottom moment, she decided to make drastic spending changes and became debt-free in 15 months. During Charlene's professional career and personal life, she's observed and studied millionaires to see what they do to make their millions. She wants nothing more than to share that knowledge with Christian women worldwide. So grab your pen and paper or your digital notebook, and let's get you started on your first million. Oh, and this should go without saying, but for legal purposes, here it is. This content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It is very important that you do your own research and analysis before making an investment or adjusting your financial situation based on your own circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from professional with whom you know and have a personal and financial relationship. So basically, the Faith Inspired Podcast and Faith and Gather LLC is not a registered investment, legal or tax advisor, or a broker dealer. We just serve up fun, faith-inspired content that brings you closer to joy and Jesus. Now on to the show. Hey Charlene, it's a pleasure to have you on the Faith Inspired Podcast. Just so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited for this conversation. Yeah, same here. So one of the reasons why I love social media is because I get to connect with amazing women like you, just outstanding women. And I was so attracted to you because you have such a unique story and you have really taken what you've learned and what you've learned in life and really molded it into a business where you help Christian women manage money, like you say, like a boss. (laughs) 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 Like a boss. Can you share a little bit about your story from going really from broke to debt-free? 
Oh, sure. So it all started when I got my first job straight out of college. I believe because of my childhood money story, it resulted in me overcompensating a lot when I started working. I won't get into all the details with my childhood money story, but to sum it up, I thought we grew up poor when in reality, we did not. But I didn't know that growing up, I suffered a lot from comparison syndrome. So I would compare my circumstances with others that I would see around me. So I thought we were broke. So when I started working, I essentially overcompensated. And I did that by buying anything and everything in sight. So even though I was being well paid because I did have a great job right out of college, I essentially was broke every single month. That was a true definition of being broke. I had no money, no margin, no breathing room whatsoever. Every single month, it was a cycle of get paid, pay off the credit card, quote unquote, <laughs> um, save, quote unquote. And then by week three, I'd end up having to withdraw the savings plus rely on the credit card to just get through the month. So I thought it was a income problem. So I moved countries to get a higher paying job thinking that that would solve the problem. Let's just say it got worse. <laughs> it got worse to the point of $22,000 of debt. And I hit rock bottom one day in 2010 when one of the banks who I owed money to thought I was abandoning my obligations I had just gotten paid. They went into my account, withdrew every dollar that I owed them. And it turns out that that was pretty much my entire paycheck. So I was left with less than $100 to get through that entire month. That was my rock bottom moment. And that forced me to realize that something had to change because I could not continue along the same path that I had been for years. Being a Christian, and by that time, my relationship with God had started to transform so much that I relied on him for everything. I went to him in prayer that night, of course, tears, you know, tantrums and all. And the next morning, he gave me the desire and the motivation to get out of debt. I started devouring everything and anything personal finance related, and I came up with a strategy to pay off my debt and I went hard. I became borderline obsessed with it. Not a healthy obsession, I might add, <laughs> but that's a conversation for another time. But I became obsessed with it and I paid off all of that debt in 15 months and I've never looked back. That has been 10 years now and I have been able to maintain that debt-free status ever since. The only thing my husband and I have is our mortgage and that's because we choose to. But yeah, that is my story in a nutshell. I went broke and I had to fix it. <laughs> Unbelievable. And now you get to help women create money and create livelihoods and a great future for themselves and their family. And how good is God that he can take your story and flip it around and give you that divine inspiration that you had in that morning. I mean, only that can come from him. It had to be him because I had the struggles all these years, but it was in that moment 
he gave me the strength and the desire to, you know, actually change the situation because if I didn't do that, then I wouldn't have been here talking to you right now because I would still be in that mess, be still living in that paycheck to paycheck mode, even though I was being well paid. That was what was the wake up moment that I was being well paid and I had nothing to show for it. Mm. Not only that, I should have mentioned that I'm an accountant by profession <laughs> and accountants should know better. So that added to my shame because I knew better, but I just could not do better. Yeah. And I think I'm so amazing of you to admit that because I think there was probably some shame in there of like, I am supposed to manage people's money and I can't even manage my own, you know, and trying to hide that and keep that to yourself. And now just being so open about it. So you can share with others like, Hey, I was supposed to know this. I went to school for this. I helped my clients with this, (laughs) but I couldn't do it myself. And now I want to keep you from creating those same mistakes. During your professional career and your personal life, you have observed and studied millionaires to really see what they do to make their millions. And that's actually what we're going to be talking Mm -hmm. about today. So we're going to actually be chatting about millionaire habits that you can start practicing Mm -hmm. today to get you on your way to your first million. I do have to preface the conversation to say that as Christians, we know that money is not the ultimate. We know that you know there is more, um, but really money along with Jesus— makes things happen. It makes things happen in today's world. And the more you make, the more you can be generous with. So we are going to empower you to be kingdom builders and show you how you can increase your influence in this podcast episode by really starting these steps so you can start making more money, get your way onto your millions, and then bless others because you are blessed to be a blessing. Definitely. And that's why I'm so passionate about intersecting faith and money and I believe that's how we met on on social media too it's because I've realized that many Christians believe that they should not be wealthy when in fact the Bible does not say that right many Christians have the wrong mindset about money but in reality as he just said in the hands of a Christian who is a true follower of Jesus Christ money can do so much can have so much positive impact in our world. We just need to be able to embrace it, manage it, and of course, keep God at the head of it all. Not let money become an idol, but just look at it as a resource to do good in this world. Amen. Amen. I agree. So let's get into it. (laughs) Let's get into number one. So what is the number one habit that millionaires do that you've seen them do? They actually set goals for their lives. They operate with intention, with focus, and with clarity. And this is one thing that I have seen over and over. I've been fortunate to meet and actually know in real life a few millionaires. And that's one thing I notice about them. They do not get up and wonder what they're going to do today. They have their whole day, week, month, quarter, and year mapped out, and they go about their days with intention. They have their goals and they set up plans in order to achieve those goals. And they hit them because they have something working towards. And it's something that anyone can do today, right? We can all set daily intentions, weekly intentions, monthly goals, and set a plan to actually go out and execute them and achieve them. Do you have any suggestions for goal-setting tools? Now, 
I love to keep things very, very simple. Okay. Right? So I'm not going to tell you about any fancy tools. My tools that I use, it's just a simple planner, one that has time blocked in it. You know, so the one that I use is actually, uh, I buy it on Amazon. It's a high performance planner. It's time blocked in half hour increments. So that's one, just get a planner that has time blocking in it. The other one is to get a, a whiteboard, right? And just write down your goals on it so that you can actually see them in front of you. And if you are techie, you can actually use Asana. That's an electronic planning mechanism. So you could actually use that to jot down your tasks for the week and the day and just tick them off as you go along. I'm not a fan of all the fancy techie stuff. I believe in keeping things simple because if it gets too complicated, then you tend not to stick to it. So for me, it's just a planner, a whiteboard and an electronic planning tool. I 100% agree. And I think you could even simplify that with a notebook. If you've got a pencil and a pen or a notebook, I don't know who uses pencils anymore, but if you've got a pen and notebook, (laughs) go ahead and use that. I actually, I use Asana and that has been a game changer for me and a game changer for the business. And there are free versions of it out. There's a free version that you can use and that's, that's all that I do. And it really, it's an easy way and you can put it, the app on your phone and you can have it on your computer. And so for me, when and I hate to say this as a business owner, but when my head goes, oh, what am I going to do today? Like, what, what am I supposed to do today? Which I know I shouldn't have that question. Asana will guide me. So I agree. Exactly. All right. So number two. Number two is to have multiple sources of income. The wealthy, they actually get their wealth by owning three main things, stocks, businesses, and real estate. And I believe that everyone has the ability to get into that some way, somehow. And I know someone might be saying, ah, real estate, that's way out of my league. But it is possible for the average person to invest in real estate by buying something that's called real estate investment trusts. They call them REITs for short, but essentially it's just an investment product that's linked to real estate. So by doing that, you can get exposure to this very booming real estate market that seems to be worldwide. Number two would be buying stocks. Anywhere in the world you go, retail investors are the ones who are actually doing a lot of the trades on the stock markets. And what has happened as a result of that is a lot of the brokerage houses have made it very easy for small investors or retail investors like you and I to get into the stock market. So it is possible for you to open an account at a brokerage house for less than 50 US dollars these days. So by doing that, you then have access to thousands or hundreds of thousands of stocks that are available for you to use. Because the way how the banking system is set up, you won't be able to get wealthy by just sticking your money in a savings account. You have to invest it. And the third thing that I notice millionaires do is that they open their own businesses or invest in businesses. By doing that, they create multiple streams of income. So let's say their nine to five income you know, is not growing at a fast pace, then they can rely on the business side of things to bring in an extra income. 
it has never been easier than it is now for someone to open a business. All you pretty much need is a phone and Wi-Fi. That is it. And you can open a business based on your skills, based on your passion, based on your purpose, and just get started. Just offer a skill or a service that you know is in demand and get started. So that for me is tip number two, get multiple streams of income. It's so easy nowadays to do these. And I know it's the the hard part is getting started. But as you said, it's just, it's easy to do. And one of the tools that me and my husband use, and I'm not sure if you've heard it before, is Robinhood. And it's just an app Mm -hmm. on the phone where you can easily just get in there and start looking at stocks and start investing. And I will say that investing, and I'm sure you will back this up, it's a a long game. It's a long play. It's not a short, it's not a short game. And if you're going to think it's a short game, your heart is going to be broken over and over again, especially in today's environment. (laughs) My husband and I were looking at our stocks last night and we were like, just put it away. Put it away. We can't look at it right now because we know yeah. it's a long game approach and we'll get there. We'll get there again. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Especially now um, because of how the markets are performing around the world because of the suspicion that there is a recession on the horizon. Stocks have been tanking. But of course, if you invest in valuable stocks at this time, when the market turns around and picks back up, you'll be ahead of the game you'll be in the green. So actually, this is the best time to actually buy stocks <laughs> when they're cheap. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yep, the cheapest. So get in now. Now <laughs> is the time, ladies. I love that. And then also the having your passion be that another stream of income. You know, never before have we been able to create so many different like businesses, like you said, digitally, courses, whatever it may be. I mean, I'm actually in that boat too, like starting to, you know, look at those things and, and create this, mm-hmm. this um, digital course and an extra stream of income. And I think that's so important, these extra streams of income, because nowadays you can get laid off without even a notice. You know, yes. like you can go to work one day and you are like making all the sales, doing all the things. And then the next day you can get laid off for no reason that was against you. And so this is just a nice little safety net to have um, in case anything like that happens. And by the way, Ecclesiastes 11 does talk about having multiple streams of income in case someone thinks it's not biblical. Oh, I love that. I'm going to put that in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So number three, what is number three? So number three is actually a nice segue into what we were just talking about. The fact that investing is a long game. Millionaires avoid get-rich-quick schemes. And it's something that a lot of persons who are on their way to becoming a millionaire, right? They fall prey to it. They fall victim to it. They they get caught up in quick returns or guaranteed 100% returns. And all that happens is they end up losing their money and having to start all over again. So millionaires only invest in things that they understand. They don't get caught up in FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. They pretty much do their research before they hand over their hard-earned money to ensure that this investment or this product or this service will actually generate solid returns. They don't chase 100% returns. Millionaires will be happy with a 10, 15, 20% return as long as it's being delivered consistently over time. Those who are on their way to becoming wealthy or millionaires get caught up in 
75% returns or 100% returns. Most of those things, when you hear about them, just run. Just block and report if you're on Instagram. Just delete the emails if they come to you because chances are it's a scam. Keywords there, I think what you said was hard-earned money. Making money, doing these steps is great. Doing these steps is great. And a lot of the action items are easy, but earning money, money that's going to last is, is hard earned money. And so you have to be, the words you use is very skeptical. Mm -hmm. Yes, you have to, you have to be skeptic. This is a time to start asking questions. This is a time to, you know, not be trustworthy because you want to ensure that this is a reputable business or investment that you are going to be putting your money into. You want to find out exactly how does this investment generate returns? What causes the value to, to go up? If it's profits, how are the profits made? How, how is it paid out? How easy is it for you to get your money back? Are there any fees associated with you getting your money back? Can you talk to someone on the phone? Can you pick up the phone and talk to someone, you know, and have them walk you through step by step what needs to be done in order for you to open this account? Most times when these scammers come, they just communicate to you via the DMs on Instagram or via emails. For any reputable company or business, you should be able to pick up the phone and call someone and talk to a real person. So those are the things that I encourage persons to do when they see these opportunities coming their way. Just ask questions. Ask, ask as many questions as you want. And only when you are satisfied that this is a real legitimate opportunity should you hand over your money. Call and ask. Love that. Love yes. that. <laughs> Pick up that phone. Okay, number four is one that's near and dear to my heart. This is one that my husband and I really strive for, and we do a good job of it at the detriment of sometimes me not being able to get my caribou coffee in the morning or my, that's a, that's a local <laughs> coffee here. But what is number four? Number four is don't act rich. Simply live within your means. Many persons associate being a millionaire with flaunting wealth when it's the total opposite. There is a book that was written, I believe it was in the 90s or early 2000s, called The Millionaire Next Door. And it was written by Dr. Thomas Stanley. And he actually did research into re the lives of real-life millionaires. And coming out of that research that he did, it showed that millionaires could be living right next door to you in the same neighborhood, but they just don't show it. They don't drive the fancy cars. They don't live in large houses. They don't spend money, you know, as if, like, as if they can just pick it up down the street, you know. They actually spend with intention. They spend within their means, and they spend according to their goals and their values. That's the next big thing. They don't try to keep up with others. They don't try to keep up with the Joneses, as is a common term. But they actually spend within their limits of their income. I believe Warren Buffett does this, right? He lives in the same home that he's lived in for years upon years, and you would never know. Yes. From the 1960s, he has a three-bedroom house. He has never moved. And he still eats a McMuffin every morning for breakfast. Oh. <laughs> I don't blame a guy. Those are delicious. 
<laughs> no matter how much money you have, you can always go back to McDonald's. <laughs> yes. So good. So good. And like what you said there, spend according to your goals and your values. Because that is so important is what are your goals and what are your values? Would I love that delicious latte in the morning that brings me a little bit of joy? Absolutely. But the joy that I'm striving for is a greater type of joy. And so I'm going to make that little sacrifice every day because I have my core values and my goal to strive for. Exactly. And I believe that's why many persons struggle with their spending is because they haven't taken the time to actually work out what's important to them and what are their values. It's why I I ended up in debt of over $20,000 because I had not taken the time to look at what was really important to me. I was just interested in spending to keep up with others when in fact I really didn't care about that. (laughs) So true. So true. Number five. Number five. That's one of my favorites, actually, and it is to manage and maximize your money. I find that many persons, they earn money, yes, but they don't take the time to actually look at their money. Millionaires, they know where every dollar is. They know where every, probably not every penny, but they take the time to look at their money. I find that even many persons who have side hustles, especially arising out of the pandemic, so many persons have created new businesses, right? But they have not taken the time to actually look at their numbers to see if this business is actually profitable or if it's making a loss. I believe that there are a lot of hobbies out there that are masking as businesses because they are actually losing money and persons are investing their savings into these ventures and not taking the time to look at their numbers to see where is the money coming from? What is the greatest source of my income? What expenses can I trim? Then you have some who use the income from the business to fund their personal passions. They have everything mixed up together and not realizing that In truth and in fact, it should be kept separate. Your personal money should be kept separate from your business money. So millionaires, they either do it themselves or they employ someone to do it for them. But either way, they pay attention to their money. They know how much money is coming in. They know how much money is going out. They are aware of whatever phase they are in life. So if it's a business building phase, you know, where... The business requires capital. They're aware of that. But then they know, okay, at some point, I'm going to cut it off so that this business can stand on its own two feet. I find that many persons don't do that. They don't pay attention. And because of that, they're losing money without even realizing it. You need to take a continual audit. Yes. And that is words from my husband's mouth. He would just be able to chat with you for (laughs) hours, Charlene. (laughs) He's a financial guy as well. He has his accounting degree. And this one here, you'll notice I got to look quiet. I'm like, oh, yep, that's the one my husband's been preaching to me for sure, for sure. And a good reminder of like, I need to go back, which you do. You really do because I do this every few months because it's so easy to sign up for that $6 
whatever it may be, $6 program, $10 program. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, hundreds of dollars in bills for all these little programs to run things when you could be using like Google Docs or whatever it may be, you know, to make it, (laughs) to make it work for you. So always taking that at it. Exactly. And if you can't, if it's not up your, it's not one of your skills, because let's be frank, some persons just hate the numbers. I say hire it out. You know, find someone who can do it for you so that you at least can be aware of what's going on. Agree. Agree. And so I, I quote unquote, hire my husband and then we quote unquote, <laughs> hire somebody to manage our money. <laughs> so, yep, it helps. I agree because I am one of those people who um, has needed a glass of wine in the past to talk about finances with my husband. So <laughs> that was the only way I would get through it. All right. So, so number six. Number six, it's also one of my favorites. It's to read. Yeah. You know, wealthy people, yeah, wealthy people read on average, it's said, about seven books per year. And even Bill Gates himself said that it's the key to his learning. Books give you exposure. They raise your curiosity level. They trigger your brain to actually come up with new ideas. They teach you new things. And I believe that, again, it has never been easier for us to read because there are so many free resources out there that we can leverage and use in order to learn new skills or learn new information. I don't know how, but it is possible for you to go on YouTube and find several audiobooks that have been uploaded there and just listen to it in your free time. So that is one thing that I notice a lot of millionaires do. They read books, plus they read the the media, the newspaper a lot. My former boss used to do it a lot. Like every single morning, (laughs) you would read the newspaper because there is a lot of information that's put in these media just for us to learn and to absorb. And I think the news helps dictate when we go back to making that extra money, the stocks, that helps inform you to make some of those decisions of what you're going to invest in. And I'm sure that helps them as well. Exactly. (laughs) So I particularly love this number seven, and I love how you state it. Yeah, number seven is to check your circle. You need to check the people who you hang around the most, and that can be either physically or it can be online because the reality is Their perspective can either help you or hinder you. You need to know what is the mindset of these people and do a raw audit and assessment of whether or not you want to keep them in your circle. I believe that you should always have at least three different type of persons in your circle. You should have persons who you can help, persons who are on the same path as you, And persons who are either ahead of you or have already gotten to that goal that you're trying to achieve. Because you don't want to be surrounded by the same type of people. If you do that, you're going to get stagnant. So if you have persons in your circle who you can help, it helps you to become a teacher. If you have persons who are on the same path as you, it helps to keep you motivated. And then if you have persons who are either ahead of you or who have already gotten to the goal you're trying to get to. It helps to keep you humble, plus it also helps to give you ideas as to what is possible for you when you get to that goal. 
So I advocate for having these three types of persons in your circle. And the other thing I advocate for is that you should not be the brightest person in every room that you enter. If you are, then you're not growing. One of your videos on, on Instagram was, you need to feel dumb. Make sure if you don't feel dumb every day, then you're not learning anything. And I was like, yes, that is so good because we're afraid to look stupid, you know, and like, how are we going to grow if we're not learning anything? And so, yeah, I particularly love that. I was like, yes, that's so good. <laughs> so ladies, it's okay. I say things sometimes without realizing how, we, how I say it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it gets to the point, straight to the point. Yes. <laughs> So make it a goal to feel a little dumb every day and make it a goal to help people and then also find people who are like you so you can support each other during your journey. Yes, yes, yes. We all need that extra push and that help. So it is crucial to have those kinds of persons. Notice I didn't say persons who are going to tear you down or come with their negative thoughts. You know, we don't need any of that in our circle. It should be positive people who can help us to get to where we are headed to or where we want to get to. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. You are amazing. You are just fantastic. And I just look forward to continuing to learn from you because you have so much knowledge. And I'm always kind of stalking your Instagram account <laughs> to see what Charlene has to say. So where can the listeners find you so they can continue to learn from you? And then... Also, do you have any services that they could look into? Sure. So I primarily hang out on social media on Instagram. The handle is Charlene Money Coach. You can also find me at my website, www.charlenemoneycoach.com. It's under construction right now, but there are still a few links that you can click on to get access to me. So if you go to my website, you'll be able to sign up for my email list. I email my list every single week. Uh, you can also sign up for a free call with me to see if coaching is a right fit for you. And when the site is fully up, there will be loads of blogs there so that you can peruse at your pleasure. My primary offers, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching as well as group coaching. And both of those, they're just priced differently and just catered for the support that persons need. But they both cover everything from goal setting to mindset all the way up to teaching you about how investments work. I'm not a licensed financial advisor, so I cannot give specific financial advice, but I can help you to understand the terminology as it relates to investments so that you can go out and confidently buy your own investments. So that's what I have to offer if you want to Get straight to booking a call with me. You can go to bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash C-M-C call and book a call with me and we can talk for about 30 minutes and get to know each other and see if coaching is the right fit for you. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I do recommend doing all of that, but I do get your emails and I actually have a folder where I put them in so I can refer back to them because she has so many great <laughs> tips, especially nowadays you've been talking about the inflation and how to shop better, your groceries and all of that. So it's just practical tips. So get connected with Charlene in any way that you can. 
thank you so much for being on the podcast. Really just appreciate you spending the time to speak into these women's lives, help them financially, help build the kingdom, and help build the influence because money does matter, but it only matters if we are making it work for the kingdom and making it work for Jesus and the people. So thank you so very much. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I enjoyed our our conversation today. Okay, that was good. Who's ready to get out there and make some kingdom influence money? I'm raising my hand here, and I hope you are too. I'd love to hear how you implement these practices, so head over to Instagram and send me a message at at faithandgather. And don't forget to hit follow. Sending love and prayers your way today. Congratulations to saying yes to yourself. Fill it up your cup, feed in your soul. If you want more, head over to faithinspiredpodcast.com for show notes and links to all the goodies mentioned in today's podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe to keep you faith-inspired.